Welcome to The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. As a leading manifestation advisor with a process that's, well, radically different from the old New Age model, mine is rooted in psychology, neuroscience, and my energetic gifts. Therefore, I created this podcast to help you expand your subconscious limiting beliefs about the potential of deserving the manifestations you are calling in. In each episode, we'll walk through my expanders, a term in my manifestation formula signaling the people that we admire that already embody, have, or are successful in what we are looking to call in. These are the people that we witness through our mirror neurons on a subconscious level that expand us into knowing that our manifestations are possible as well especially when we hear about their background, their upbringing, their trials and tribulations, and any of their pitfalls that they had to experience along the way. Therefore, you're tuning into this podcast series to show your subconscious that anything you desire is possible. And by pressing play, you've already started the process of manifesting it. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us a review, comment, and share it with your fellow manifester that's struggling or could really benefit from the information that you're about to learn. Today's guest, human design reader Jenna Zoe, comes from a very notable family in London And like most Aquarian projectors, she did away with college. Instead, she jumped right into working under her biggest expander. And due to struggling like most with acne, she really started down the rabbit hole of wellness, where she founded two companies in wellness, wrote two vegan cookbooks, and proceeded to heal her acne naturally. She started to realize she had a gift for reading human design charts. Which, if anybody in here has ever tried to pick up a book on human design, you probably realize rather quickly that it's incredibly intricate and takes quite a bit of talent to be able to channel that information through, which she has. And I was so astounded by how much she's blown up in the last year. And as my own personal human design reader, I like to always tell people it's the most articulated I've ever felt, and I've never received more licensing to simply be myself. And why I find human design to be so important to manifestation is I believe in manifestation. We came onto the planet as authentic, whole souls, and then we received programming, shame, pain, media, parental, to where we formed up this ego shell. And the whole process I teach is how to break that down and stand into your most whole, authentic, worthy self, which is your magnetic self. Human design, on the other hand, shows you the blueprint that you came onto the planet as with suggestions of how to live that whole, worthy, authenticness. So it's the perfect correlation to this process. So without further ado, let's hear her story. 
Welcome to the very first podcast. We have Jenna Zoe here, and she is my human design reader. I believe the best human design reader <laughs> out. I don't know any other ones. If you I haven't met one, never me neither. Met another human design reader. Me neither. It's actually Nitsa, who's in wellness. Sun Potion Nitsa, three years ago, said, um, What are you in human design? And I looked it up, and I think I had what everybody has, where I was like, Oh shit, I'm not the manifester. Yeah. yeah. And that was the only time. <laughs> wow. Until we were in session, and you mentioned. It's so crazy. And I was like, oh, we have to trade. I, I really want to hear what it yeah. what it all means. So after that, Jenna read my chart. Yeah. And it's out of astrology, out of everything I've ever done. When I got off that call, I said, I've never felt more articulated and had more licensing in my entire life. Wow. It's like you read me entirely. That's so cool. so I, I couldn't that. wait to have you on here. Yay. And to be the first person, of course. You're like oh. the first of everything. <laughs> the cure, everything. Um, and so we're going to pop right into this because I have so many questions, which I'll try to loop in some human design, but it's going to be a lot more about you. First, let's just start off right off the bat because I want to start to treat this podcast as an expander series. So to allow you to be an expander for other people, uh-huh. go ahead and tell us about your cultural background and upbringing. Oh, my culture. Okay. Um, well, my mom is Indian and my dad is English, but I was brought up very, very English. So my mom is born in England, you know, raised there, everything. So it was like a very, very typical English sort of upbringing. So very um, strict, very by the book, very, you know, kids should be seen, not heard. Very, I say the sky is orange and you say yes, you know, that type of thing. So that was like my, if I think about my upbringing, my childhood back then, it was very much be a good child. And as long as you're a good child, then that's when you have worth. Um, and then don't step outside of the boundaries, basically. Which I know about, and you've done so much work around yeah. to decondition and be more in your type. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about what's been helpful about yeah. for you? Um, well, a session with you <laughs> <laughs> and doing all of the unlocks. But um, you're like a full-blown, I mean, you're yeah. reading two books at a time. Yeah. I mean, what have been your biggest? Um, well, I, um, I think, you know, it's funny because what people call like trauma is like you know I never would have thought that I was like I had a traumatic childhood but now thinking back to the way that it made me feel it really was traumatic because it was so the antithesis of who I felt I was so I was in a lot of pain um basically pretty much until maybe maybe even five years ago wow because I just wasn't didn't have any connection to like oh what I am and what I'm doing is like cool or it's okay it's fine so I never had that kind of like authority um you know from someone else to say like you're fine so that made me like a voracious like reader seeker looking into everything I'll try astrology I'll try this I'll try that like I just wanted to try everything because I guess I just was like looking for something that was going to validate or show me another way um so I guess obviously the flip side of that is that it's made me really curious Mm -hmm into health, self-help and wellness and all that stuff. So and I'm I think sure such that's why I a pioneer for authenticity and that everyone's so different and unique and yeah. there's no one way. Yeah. Do you want to talk about human design, just what it is? Absolutely, yeah. Know? So it's basically a system that was only discovered 31 years ago that fuses a lot of different sources of wisdom. So you have the I Ching, you have Kabbalah, you have normal astrology, you have the chakra system and human design basically fuses it all together. Basically to say that this is your energy, this is what you were born as. And what we want to do when you're when we talk about your higher self and being your higher self is get you back to who you were, that flavor 
of who you are on day zero before the world basically came in and told you that you have to be something else other yeah, than what like you seen and yet. heard and you'll be a good kid if you're yeah, really loved exactly yeah. um and so I think you know with human design we already the belief is that we already know how to live our lives um the day we come onto this planet but then you know it's about getting it's not so much of a becoming your higher self it's about an unbecoming an unbecoming of your higher self uh, of your of your conditioned self to become your higher self so you know for me I look back and I see how it's also beautiful because if I didn't have the pain of like not feeling like I knew who I was and being so judgmental because I had it bred into me I wouldn't have like acceptance be such a big part of what I do now absolutely same with me I my soul definitely chose to go through go through like who is this family? I don't even yeah. recognize myself. Like, I'm so different. But it was very much what allowed me to learn, which I have. It's so funny because I believe in the exact same thing when it comes to manifestation. Is that yeah. we're all basically just chiseling away our shell to get back to who we are and that true authenticity. Yeah. And that's why human design has been so incredibly effective for me because it's like, oh, here's a blueprint of what my authenticity is. Yeah fantastic with some key tools and information of how I can just start living that right now yeah which is magic yeah going back was it a small town or a big city that you were raised in London big city so you totally grew up in London yeah big city very go-getter like if you want something you have to do it yourself and you know you always have to work hard and work is hard that was a big one and you know that very heavy London is like a very you know literally it's it's a gray place and energetically I feel like it's a gray place too it's very dense Mm -hmm. it's very accepting of doing things the way things are right by the book which I guess you know being an Aquarian that's not that easy (laughs) to do things with everyone else's rules you right triple triple because what's your rising so I'm sun moon and mercury in Aquarius but I'm rising Virgo oh thank god yeah I know saved saved by the rising Otherwise, it'd be a total winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of earth there. Wow. Um, but yeah, London is like a very like you know you do things this way, and that's the way that you will get by. I've been curious about this. Will you speak just in a tiny nutshell to each type? What's what environment they might thrive in more? Whether it's city, country, uh, or anything climate. I'm just yeah. Um, well, uh, it actually doesn't really have much to do with your energy type. It has to do with what we were talking about on the video series the what we call in human design the base color and tone because human design will literally tell you whether you do well in cold climates hot climates groups not groups um, all those different types of things so it's really fascinating but what i will say off the bat is that projectors generally tend to do better in warm countries just because they run cold ah interesting as people so they need to be staying warm whether that's living in a warm country or fire you know having exactly like exactly some kind of like heating around them but everything else basically depends on not that much to do with your energy type actually so they would have to pop in session and that's some information they could get yeah amazing okay this is my favorite one that time i spent the gap of my life crying on the floor and why oh wow my whole childhood literally my whole childhood i the number one thing that i remember from my childhood was like stop crying stop crying Come on now, stop crying, don't cry. You don't need to cry, you don't need to cry. And as a child, you have no idea why you're crying. Your soul is saying, yeah. like, I'm not feeling like me and I don't like being here. I don't know if you get it too, but sometimes I'm just like, why am I actually... It took me a long time to accept just, like, being on planet Earth as well. Oh, for you know, me like, too. why are we here? I'm why sure am I so weird? Why am I so different? Why am I not like anybody in my family? Why don't yeah. they get me? What's wrong with me, yeah. therefore, all that stuff. So, yeah. um, and I just remember, 
of being called way too sensitive and just crying all the time. And in um, human design, you would say that that is because we have the open uh, center as well, right? Yeah. That we're just taking on way more than we know. Yes. To with. Yes, exactly. And I have um, something in my chart that basically is called the channel of the sensitive, which basically means that the number one reason you're supposed to be here is like, sensing other people's needs before your own which is a beautiful thing but obviously when you're a kid and you have no idea what that is and you get told that that's a bad thing is like it's also you know, it's like codependency like yeah. you're just so into well that's the number one thing the first thing yeah. we did we worked on was was the, uh, that book codependent no more and now mm-hmm. i believe there's a there's an unblocked around that though isn't there kind the codependency. of yeah no i feel like there could be an oh there, there should too. be like a full one <laughs> yeah i'm so and naturally i think uh just being like sensitive people we I don't know. I don't know enough yeah. about human design, but like I do sense other people's and I don't think yeah. I even have that in my chart, but I am so hyper aware of every single thing that's yeah. going on. Whereas my partner, who's a manifester, can mm. give two fucking sh- I'm like always yeah. behind him, like saying thank you and like cleaning yeah. up. And sure yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that he's not like offending Well, that's anyone. a good manifester though. At least he's not trying to be a people pleaser. But with projectors, because they see into the other, that's why they're hyper aware because it's like, I can't unsee. Yeah. Like, there's not a choice. It's not a thing I have, you have to turn on. It's just like, that's the, that's what comes with the territory, right? Um, so yeah, so crying on the bathroom floor was a lot of the time. And then I learned to suppress it. And then I didn't cry. And then I was still just, I guess, crying on the inside because I was doing things that I shouldn't have really ever have or tried like to do. Building it up. And the other question I have about that is, Kind of, if we can, well, we we can't really see that in our chart, right? Like, if we're what we're going to experience. I mean, we can like have hints to it. If you're a parent and you have a child, you definitely have a lot of hints about how to parent them. Oh, definitely. Oh my gosh, my favorite my favorite readings to do are people who have ki- like to do. And kids. thank God for those parents know, who even care God. enough to I know. do that. The guy who founded Human Design, Ra Uruhu, he basically was like. I'm letting this information out now. When he was still alive in the 90s and early um, noughties. He was like, it's great for you guys. Like, you can benefit from it and everything. But really, the people I'm doing it for are for the unborn. Because imagine how much they're going to be able to move forward in their lives if they never even have to decondition. Like, if they're already raised according to their design, then, you know, I have 30 years of undoing before I get there. Whereas, like, if you were born raised according to your design, you can just literally, like, go for it. Fly through life. Um, Yeah. Have you actually gotten to see clients who are truly implementing and their children are thriving? I know a couple of people who are starting to raise their kids according to the way that they're supposed to be. And the one thing that they always say is like, there's more harmony in the home. Amazing. And also I know that I don't need to steer my child the way, like it's kind of taken the pressure off a parent to say like, I have to know how this kid turns out because the kid already has their own agenda. So that's kind of great. I love Um, that. But what you can see in the chart is what anybody's chart, there's something called an incarnation cross. And that basically there are 584 different types of incarnation crosses. But what it basically will tell you is like, what's the arc of your life? Like what's going to be the theme of your life? Wow. Um, So like mine, for example, is a cross of the four ways, which is about making sure the tribe is nourished Mm -hmm. uh, spiritually and literally. Wow. So it could be one or the other. And obviously what I do like fits into that, but it's not just your work. It's your whole life's work. Right. So you can kind of have hints as to like why people are here. Yeah. Which is beautiful too. And just like knowing how to nourish your children, uh, nurture them if they are investing in those kind of things. Yeah. And then letting them be until they find their way back and stuff. Oh, that's so magical. But, um, um, also, you know, with doing people's seeing their incarnation cross and things, it's like, like I was saying to you earlier, like sometimes people are just here to 
fix their karma with learning to love their body. So sometimes it has nothing to do with work. And that's something I'm really like emphatic on reiterating because we're also kind of like finding why we're here to do with like what we do with work, but it's so many other things. Okay. I love that. Um, Another big one that I always love and I ask every expander is everyone plays the fool in love that time that I lost all self-respect. And what would be your quickest tips uh, looking at our chart of like how to deal with that? Of being in a relationship? Yeah, it can be anything, but mostly like that time I played the biggest fool in love when I just got my heart broken. I didn't get anything back that I was giving. Yeah. Um, Well... I think the big thing I learned recent, well, not recently, but the thing, big thing I learned is that, um, and this is so such a human design concept that we we use our heads too much to make the decisions, and instead of living in our bodies, that's the whole goal of human design is knowing that your body and that the the noises inside your body, the the voices that we have inside of us, are really supposed to be the decision makers. Where we've all given the mind too much authority, you know. For me, with relationships, it's like actually we spend so much time trying to think about like oh well I don't feel that good but I feel good enough so I should stay so I shouldn't stay and maybe this and that and I would say always always wait until you're absolutely done to leave a relationship because otherwise you always will wonder what if or you'll go back or you'll be curious or you'll go get back with that person or my terminology is like you didn't learn your lesson you're gonna attract that again yeah and then if you're using your mind then that then you haven't actually made the proper decision so if you've like intellectualized it and left prematurely then it's not over you or have if to you're feel intellectualizing it in staying yeah you're afraid and fear and all yeah that. so feeling in your body is a really important thing for me with relationships of like is this still making me ha-? literally just on a, such a basis level without like the shoulds yeah. you know because I think we tried to like especially women because we like talk about it with our girlfriends and I've just been that person so much where I've like wanted to have like the right thing to do like help you know prescribe to me type of thing and instead I just have to wait until I'm like no this is horrible I'm out oh. and just giving myself the grace to wait it out instead of being like no well if something bad happened then I need to leave him immediately mm-hmm. like that's not always the case absolutely and I like another big thing I tell people too is like run into the fire like get yeah. like absorb what you need to get out of that situation like what's the worst that can happen the person came into your life for a reason as well yeah we all I don't believe like for me at least I don't believe in like the human experience that much I just believe in souls like working out their karma and growing or things mirroring so that you can unblock so that's a great like tip on that it's like get what you need out of it like might as well like wait until you're really done done sure yeah 100% in your body yeah rather than your mind yeah I love that um so for you when you like maybe the biggest heartbreak you've gone through have you been through heartbreak what did that what was that like and if you don't have to talk about the relationship yeah I know um I so when I was 18 I was in a relationship for two years and um that ended really not so well because I discovered that um he'd been cheating on me um with all my friends knowing and no one telling me so that was that was a tough one because then all of a sudden you're like oh well I'm also reassessing all of my friendships as well at the age of 20 when you're like oh you know this guy did this to me and whatever and then you're like oh I have to get rid of all my friends <laughs> <laughs> it was like a big house cleaning it was like a huge house cleaning yeah. um but it was cool because it made me realize that like I don't know why one day I woke up and I was like oh I don't have to let this be about me like the cheating isn't awesome anything to do with me um and so that was like quite a good one because it helped me Such get stronger yeah. yeah oh Smith. um I love that. And then I stayed single for a really long time after that because I was like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. 
um, and then my my previous relationship to this one um, was my really codependent one where mm-hmm. nothing got spoken about. I did everything to pretend like I was undependent, which is also another form of codependency. Totally. Yeah, it's, um, it's like I don't avoided. need you. Yeah. We don't yeah. need to talk about things. We never argue. We're so great because we never argue, yeah. you know, all that rubbish. Yeah. And so that was like another big one because I think I kind of was breaking my own heart in that relationship, yeah. to be honest with you. It's a good lesson to learn that you do care about intimacy and you do want true connection, yeah. good and bad. And- totally. Rather mm-hmm. than like taking the strong point of like, no one can have the power to hurt me yeah. and this and that, which, you know. It's just, all bullshit. Yeah. It's totally. all bullshit. I love that. That's such a good thing, too, that you woke up one morning and realized it didn't have to be about you. I think, yeah. I don't know anybody who hasn't been in that situation. And I think everybody internalizes that and makes it, what was wrong with me? Am I not sexual yeah. enough? Am I not attractive enough? And all the things. But you know, that was 11 years ago. And I wonder now, like, I don't think I would have, like, I don't think if that happened to me today, I would still be able to do that because I also think mm-hmm. the world now, like with social media and with the awareness of how much we have, like I think I would have to go through that all over again, like still get back to that place because it's so much more, like we're so much more hyper aware of like what everyone else is doing. Like I think it's way harder to be cheated on now oh, yeah. than it was 11 years ago. Like it sounds silly, but I really do feel that. No, I absolutely agree. And I think so many other programmings play a part of it. Like now we're getting older and now yeah. things are supposed to be a certain way and yeah. now things are meant to be more serious because we're adult like yeah. there's uh, more stakes at hand yeah. even though when you're 18 you do feel like this is the end of the world oh, I totally. remember <laughs> yeah I was like no my thing really matters yeah <laughs> I remember and what about like my exactly and mm-hmm. you're like hold on a second and then I don't know why it just one day I was like oh okay well maybe this was nothing to do with like me being but I also had this is interesting because I also had really terrible acne at the time mm. like acne so bad that I didn't want to leave the house like that oh, bad wow. acne and so your skin's unbelievable thank you yeah. but I was in a place anyway where I accepted being unattractive uh, so in a way weird way that kind of helped me oh uh, wow because I was like was it's protecting not, because yeah. it's not because I'm not pretty he was with me anyway when I had bad skin yeah. so it's not about my looks wow. I don't know weirdly no, it was like that. a blessing yeah I don't know oh. And how did you heal your acne for the people that are struggling with that? Um, just like I tried, honestly, Lacey, I've tried everything. Mm-hmm. Like I've tried all the antibiotics, all the best facial. I would go to the facialist. My mom would make me go to the facialist once a week and I would cry oh. at the facialist. Oh, I know. And um, literally just a year and a half of eating super, super clean, super, super healthy was the only thing that made it go away. And what did that look like for you? Oh, Although I know it varies for everyone. Like the clean. So it was, because it was 11 years ago, it was like very unfun because mm-hmm. back then it was like much more like crunchy and hemp you know like totally you know, know. Yeah. that type of thing so it was like I mean I think about it now and I'm like oh god I couldn't even imagine eating that same stuff now but it was like a hard-boiled egg on a rye cracker <laughs> and you know like do you know what I mean like very basic yeah uh, <laughs> that probably helped you create which we'll get into because you yeah. had uh you have two cookbooks as well as um, you had a company, a full company of yeah. vegan treats and yeah. all sorts of stuff. That's why I created the vegan treats because I was like, I need to still eat things that are exciting because all I'm doing is putting, uh, you know, blue-green algae in water and drinking that with hard-boiled eggs. And it was oh. like soy yogurt and yeah. like, you know, it was yeah. super boring. No one had any like fun stuff. There was no like playfulness and creativity to living totally like healthy wow so um on an energetic level why do you think that you received the acne or what lessons did you have to learn from it um 
there's so many reasons oh my gosh I think um I was growing up I was always like a pretty child and so I think the blessing in disguise of having acne was really learning like being able to rely on in my formative like teenage years not identifying with being like pretty as my main like value add so I think in a weird way it was a thing that really helped me just be confident in who I was underneath god I wish I had had that lesson because that's like a lot of I was only valued for being beautiful always yeah yeah even though to this day my mom because one of the exercises I'll give people sometimes and clients is like call up your parents and ask yeah, I think I heard this on something before, like call up your parents and ask what you were like when you were little before any of the stuff started. And uh, my, without a doubt, everybody says how smart you are. You were so smart. You were too smart for me. You were too quick for me. I shouldn't have had you as a kid because I couldn't fucking handle how smart yeah. you were. And I was never, ever valued for being intelligent. In fact, because I had two young parents, I was constantly feeling like just nobody cared as much about academics and things that I was kind of stupid in comparison to my two cousins who I grew up around whose parents very much cared about their academia and they were always in advanced classes even though I still think I'm incredibly intelligent so that's beautiful that you got to go through that and really strengthen your inner worth Mm. but it's a trip either way like if you feel unattractive, it's great. And if you feel attractive, it's like it, you have to undo some stuff. It's a curse either like, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Totally. Like we just all need to explore that thing regardless. But I grew up always being a, a pretty kid, a smart kid. And then having acne for four years, I just was like, oh, it's none of these things. So then that I think was the thing that sparked like there's something, there's got to be something else underneath. Like wow. I, my boyfriend always like rolls his eyes, but I'm like that. My acne is the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> And he's like, stop. I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, such a blessing in disguise. Wow. Obviously, at the time, not at all, but... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so you are the success story who was able to heal it naturally through food. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like through really getting to know yourself as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But even now, if I have like one, you know, if I eat something that I used to eat now or whatever, it will still come back. So it's not something I'm like totally... Ah, it from. will surface. What triggers it the most out of curiosity? Um... Like really um, rich foods, so like yeah. pizza or wow. things that are like a combination of like, you know, fats and salts and sugars and all the things. Wow. Like I can have sugar sometimes and it's, it won't make me, it won't affect me that bad. But I guess it's all, I'm like a huge believer that it's all digestive. So, totally, yeah. Um, Same. You know, anything that's like the body just isn't designed to digest. Like I'm just lucky that I get to see it. Yeah. I'm always like, so part of this conversation of like my acne is the best thing that it's ever happened to me. I used to always be jealous of those girls when I had to eat healthy. You know, you read a magazine and it says like, oh, this actress can eat like a burger and this and that. And I'm like, oh, I turned, like I through that I got like, oh, I'm not not actually jealous because I have to treat myself well yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, a blessing yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's where my other half was like stop like <laughs> if we could all eat like you know whatever yeah. we wanted and never be fat it would be fine I'm like no but it's really amazing because it keeps you in in your flow and in your integrity yeah. absolutely I love that um so when I found clarity I like to ask this when I found clarity on exactly what I wanted to do for career and how I received it um what was that for you like when I mean I think that you carry so many hats and you're probably going to do so many things in this lifetime but when you've found the clarity let's yeah. say on the company you had because you yeah. had two companies Skinny yeah. Lemon mm-hmm. you had the vegan treats and yeah. the human design yeah um tell me a little bit about how that clarity came so from. um I guess for me, I used to work at Jimmy Choo my, my entire... So when I was 20, I said to you, I didn't go to university. I interned for two years figuring out what I wanted to do. 
And then at 20, I went and worked to Jimmy Choo. I was there for almost five years. And I worked for the woman that started it. I was her assistant. And so one day I woke up and I was like, why do I want to be here? What is it that I like about working at Jimmy Choo? And it was like, oh, because I like the fact that she's a woman. She's a boss of her own company. She created something totally new. And then I had this moment where I was like, oh, if I stay here any longer, though, I could do this forever, but they're going to move me. They'll promote me, but it will be in production or it will be in design, whatever. whatever. And I was like, I don't want any of those things. I want to be her, but I'm never going to be her by staying here. So I need to go start my own thing. And being 24, I was like, okay, well, I'll just start my own company. And I just started making vegan treats and... So she was your first expander. She was, she's still my expander to this day. Like she's, her name's Tamara Mellon. She's a woman who never, I once saw her raise her voice. She was the only woman in the boardroom of guys and she would rock up in a jumpsuit and high heels. And she like never played it the masculine way. She was always like so successful, but in such the feminine thing. And then she was also always reading self-help books in her spare time. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. So she was a really nice balance of like how to live in a yang world in such a yin way. Mm. Um, what are so, some of those qualities that you find, uh, if you've noticed in successful women who are able to stay in their feminine and their yin within such y- like yang programming from everything? Yeah. Like, um, the ones that I know that I really look up to that do that are people who don't, um, you know, sometimes it's really difficult when like energy is going high, like when there's a debate or there's a discussion that's heated or whatever. It's like when you don't give in to that heat or you don't meet the heat at that level. I see that as, uh, for me, that's real power when mm-hmm. people can still stay like how we're talking now when everyone else is like, you yeah. know, losing it. Yeah. yeah. I think there's real like, that's Power. a beautiful, like, feminine yeah. way to deal with things rather than, like, also have to raise your voice or also get aggressive or speak faster or yeah, whatever that is. And also just the ability to, like, wait and not always kind of, like, have to, you know, come back with a slick answer or have it all figured out. Like, people that are like, okay, well, let's... We'll figure it out. We'll see what happens. Like, she always did that, too. She was never, like, needing to know the answer if she didn't. She was always like, okay, we'll get the answer. Like, Take your time. Yeah. yeah. So wow. being, like, in my early 20s and watching that was, like, A dream. The it was, like, business university. school. Yeah. yeah. Best, best on yeah. the planet. I had a really um, incredible executive producer who taught me so much about that. But she was, though, very yang uh within a yin environment it oh was, really yeah which was magical because i needed that medicine because oh. i just did not like country girl who had never been around anybody who was like that big of a boss it was it was we're still friends today it was amazing she was so such an expander for me of how to like run things and how to be in my power and ask for what i want and it yeah. was amazing that's so cool now i'm she- having to relearn being yin <laughs> Yeah, I'm having to relearn being yang as well. well. Like learn, I not relearn. I never learned it. Like I'm really mm-hmm. trying to learn the yang. Like embrace the mat. I always feel like the left, the odd one out because everyone's talking about the divine feminine, and I'm like, but where's my yeah. yang? Like I need to find my yang because I still. That's for me the thing that I like trying to work on the most at the moment is like mm-hmm. where's my yang? Like where's my Mars and Aries? Because I know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. But how does it show up in me? And what have been some of the practices or things you've learned that you're incorporating? Um, I think, like, so much of what your work is about, which is, like, what is a hard note? Because that's a really yang thing. Yeah. And then also money, you know, like, unblocking with money because, like you say, ma- you know, money is masculine energy. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a wealthy family, mm-hmm. and so I 
was raised that I never had to think about money because that's obviously... Or that women can't make money or leave it to the men. Yeah. And so it's not something that you have to explore, right? And so having done the Unlocked, the Opulence was a really big thing for me because it's like, okay, it doesn't have to be the masculine the way that you think about yeah. it. It's just a, it's a, it's a masculine energy within, which I never, yeah. it's I just was a always on. energy. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So that's still, you know, I've done some work around it, but it's still obviously, you know, yeah. so many more layers that it takes. It's so, I'm the, uh, the complete opposite. That's why I think <laughs> I can never get pregnant. I'm like, my mom's like a guy. Every, I mean, it's just masculine masculine energy and i'm having to learn to be a projector i feel like projector yeah. is a very yin energy it is a very yin energy yeah and that's so it doesn't come natural so yeah it probably did when i was little probably yeah i wonder <laughs> i'd be curious to find out i know um, but i was raised around very strong men and therefore i genuinely believe that i would never have to worry about money and Mm. think about money so it was like okay well then just don't even explore that part of yourself even if you have but now i'm like listen even if there's if it's coming out energy everywhere i still have to think about yeah what lights you up and how to do it i love that that's so beautiful especially because people are usually really really afraid to talk about that they're so programmed if they do come from money or wealth that it's like bad be hush but people need that expanding like you are a woman who has started your company really really taking off now with your current gift it's like you can do it and you're worth it and uh, yeah. the deprogramming of that we always hear about the people who come from nothing and they have to like strap mm-hmm. on their boots but nobody has those expanders who yeah are, like, and I was like where are well my my old boss Tamara her um her dad started Vidal Sassoon the, wow look at the this family head, just the, yeah it. so he he started Vidal Sassoon she borrowed a, th- a hundred thousand off him and then wow. she started Jimmy Choo so I guess I had that subconscious expander. Awesome. I was like, oh, she can do it. And that's how she did it. So I could do the same. I love but, that. But I um, started companies because one of my beliefs was like the only way to make money is by having companies and uh, provide products and services. Yeah. And therefore, I did have companies and I did write two cookbooks. Um, but A, it was never really what made me happy. Mm-hmm. And B, the universe was literally trying to, I believe, yeah, I believe lock too. me from having success there because I just wasn't supposed to be where I was. Yeah. So it took me having to give all that up and to do human design to really discover what flow. Which is so life. scary because it could be perceived as a failure. It could uh-huh. be perceived in so many things, but yeah. you really gracefully really transitioned and it just seems yeah. like it's the beautiful flow. Like you really are in your flow right now. I, I don't think I realized, and I think this is something that I would want to hear. Like, like I don't think I realized how much I was forcing and pushing because of a belief system that was never really mine to begin with wow. and believing that versus like, oh, that really wasn't my truth. And now how much flow I can experience when I just feel like I'm living more according to my own rules versus the belief systems that were Amazing. before I did all the unblock. Like literally, yeah. like I remember I read Codependent No More, did your work. You told me to read Homecoming. <laughs> this is before Unblocked came this out. This is before yeah. all the Unblocked. But the Unblocked yeah. is way better. Like, no, I've done the Unblocked as well. You're since. one of the few clients who would like really read the books and do it all. And then I was like, <laughs> I have to create Unblocked because people are not doing this work. But then it was it was after that. I was like, shit, I'm doing stuff that I'm really just not, not supposed to be doing. Yeah. And that's, that's what made me get rid of it. Like, I always say to people, like, if I'd never done your work, I never would be a human design reader in my life. Because I'd be like, what? Yes. human like the alternative things like come so on, like, yeah how so can you make weird. a business out of that yeah. like yeah. literally that's like i was that person like it sounds so crazy to say that but i literally was you know like judgmental of all that how is your family supporting it 
So I think in the beginning, they didn't really get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> totally. At all. Yeah. Um, it took basically my mom asking me to do her chart. Then she really got it. My brother asking me to do his. My sister. I still haven't done my dad's. I'm wow. waiting for him to invite me. Yeah. Um, but until they basically saw that it was bringing me more success than I'd had in six years of doing my food businesses. Of like soliciting, essentially. Literally right? soliciting. Yeah. And also, just because I don't think it was what I was supposed to be here to do, yeah. I watched so many other girls, like, zoom past oh, me. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard when that happens. And you go, what the hell's wrong with me? Yeah. I'm doing everything. Yeah. Like, what? Why? what's the trick that I'm missing? And now I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't have success with it. Because my ego, my wrong ego, would have just got bigger and bigger. Totally. I'd have lived further outside of my real self. Exactly. You would have gotten sick. Acne would have come back like something all the thing would have been in a horrible relationship yeah. it just like bleeds into everything all the you know things. i agree <laughs> yeah oh, i'm so, so happy it was literally just from doing our block that i was like oh shit okay Amazing. this isn't me <laughs> and i could see it like even because i've had you know clients who will be like well i do this and i do that and i never feel the intuition to be like let's trade it's a very rare but i knew wow. yeah it's like i want to trade and then when you did i was like she's gonna be That's doing so that cool. i just knew it yeah. wow yeah and i needed people like you to see it and my and dara who you know I as bet, well yeah. to say like you should do this as your job yeah because there's no way that old conditioned me would have even been Considered. able to conceive. Yeah. So I hope people are listening who are in a similar position yeah. where it's just so socially unacceptable or Beyond. normal. Um, yeah. And going back to from coming from wealth, I think not enough people have those expanders because something I would notice, right, like here in L.A., if you were an actor and you met kids, you're like, oh, well, of course, they're a kid of an actor. They're going to be. No, I want to say like wholeheartedly being someone who acted, who's been around people from wealth, who around like famous families that never ever ever like solidifies or guarantees somebody's success in fact it usually works against them because there's so many expectations to have to reach Mm. so like that's something I just want you to talk about too if you felt pressure like you have to like what does that look like absolutely like my pressure in the beginning was why I started two businesses because I thought the only way to prove myself as I'm not one of those women that's good for nothing and get sidelined yeah. is by starting a business and making money the way that you guys make money. Yeah. So that that was obviously never conscious. It no, was like no, it's also the only way to make money yeah. is like start a business and do it in the male way yeah. and whatever and push and force and hustle and flow, you know, all that stuff. And I just, there was so much proving behind all of that stuff. And actually, you know, it's exactly that. Like right now, I don't know a single human design reader, but I also in my family, there's no one who does what I do, not even close. Yes. Yeah. It's all, they all work together. They're all men. They all, you know, it's that cigar smoking, plutocratic. Yeah, it's like very, I love them all, British. but it's yeah. very British yeah. and it's very the antithesis of what I do. So there's nothing that they could do to help me. They don't know people in wellness. Yes. They can't get me reading. <laughs> they like, don't see like the business. They like, can't give yeah, me shit. Yeah. Like uh, there, there's so many things that obviously, you know, bring brought up in, in comfortable surroundings that all that's amazing. But when it comes to my career, it literally it's, has zero help of me at yeah. all, at all, you know, it's amazing. but if it, if it did, then great too. Like yeah. it's all beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But it's just being able to recognize like you really are in your flow because you're listening to your gifts and you're really going after them regardless. And I, uh, like, yeah. I believe you're going to do many things in life I think it'll be multiple but um great what was your biggest shadowy aspect that you've had to integrate in order to see things starting to really transpire for you and your happiness um I think my biggest fear as a kid was that I'm a bad person like an evil person Ah, like an evil evil I had that like I uh, there's something wrong with me Mm. but not evil yeah like people are going to discover that I'm bad uh most people yeah. yeah and like not just bad like unworthy but like 
evil, like bad. Like what would what sort of triggered that, or what brought that on to you? Um, I think maybe it was the the whole like if you know my upbringing of like if you get if you do things the right way then you're good um there was any any time I had a temptation to do something else or wanted to kind of be contrarian which is my nature then I would be like oh your real self is like evil because that's the shame around that um and I think having to go through all my shadow and basically see that we're all like only once accepted like we're all light and dark and like being okay with the dark that's like the only way I would have got to like a good basis of Mm self-worth just underneath like obviously it goes up and down every day but Totally. You know, that basis of self-worth like only came from a place of like, yeah, sometimes I have crazy, disgusting thoughts, but that doesn't mean I'm like a terrible person. Or, Amazing. But I put that in my shadow so long of like, no, like especially I think such a trap at the beginning of your spiritual journey is all like light and unicorns yeah. and uh, all my blessings. Positive vibrations. And, this, and yeah. I'm just like, I cannot, like when I see that just because it reminds me of my old self, I'm just like, that is such a place of like ignoring such a powerful other half of you where mm-hmm. it's like, it's a disservice for people it's such a problem yeah Yeah. absolutely and people it's so funny maybe this happens to you too but your friends that aren't in the wellness world will tag you and things on instagram and be like oh this is so you and it will be like a meme about like light and love and i'm like but that's not it like don't don't put me in the (laughs) totally (laughs) i'm not like unicorn i mean i was like unicorns and fairies and it's all you know i think everyone starts there i think that's what like the like that's the little tiny bit that people in the West extracted when they went to the yeah. East. Like, the, like all the yoga culture was like yeah. love, but it's like oh wow, most of those gurus, most of those people reach that state of enlightenment, that mm-hmm. open heartedness through like going through all the other dharma and like really. So I yeah. think they only kind of extracted the spiritual, <laughs> and it was yeah. so big in like the nineties, the two thousands. I think all of us sort of started there. Massively. I did. Yeah, me too. Totally. And then you, now I'm just like, oh, I'm so sickened by my own like message back then. Like, why was I trying to think that that was like better? Because I was totally like living yeah. up here in the world of ideas and the ideals rather yeah. than just like, how do we actually make this here better? So I'm quickly interrupting this episode to invite you if you're ready to start your manifestation journey or if anything you've heard in our manifestation episodes has piqued your interest to begin. We have a la carte workshops in everything from the basics bundle, which is what we recommend to everyone who starts. It's the formula that actually teaches you how to manifest, unblocked inner child and unblocked shadow. We also have a la carte workshops on love and money. But the real gem is the Pathway membership because it encompasses every single workshop we have. It's a year-long membership with full access to the few a la carte offerings we have and exclusive workshops not available anywhere else, such as the daily practice, which is what everybody in the Pathway uses, hopefully at least three times a week to daily in order to truly create the new neural pathways that one needs in order to manifest and houses the library of our deep imaginings, which is our unique hypnosis process that allows you to get into your subconscious and overwrite those old neural pathways, creating the new ones. You can use our special code EXPANDED, all caps, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D, to receive $20 off your first a la carte workshop purchase or $20 off your first month of the pathway. Again, that's all caps, EXPANDED, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D. Okay, now back to the episode. 
what's the most humbling thing you've ever experienced? I don't know if it's the most humbling thing ever, but um, the, the most recent one that comes to my mind is about giving up my two companies. I bet it's a hard pill. And saying, do you know what? Like, I'm okay without, I like people can think whatever they want. The pain of me trying to still be this person is bigger than them saying like, oh, she gave it up or this and that. And I do live in a culture that is yeah. like that very much so. So I had to be like, okay. And also writing two cookbooks just because someone asked me to, I said yes, because I thought, well, who am I to say no? I'm in wellness. They obviously think I'm good enough. I totally gave them my self-worth. Like if, if my publisher wants me to write a book, then I should say yes, because that's a good thing for girls in wellness and health to, to do. And my books, net, like, I mean, they were looking back, they're actually great books, but they didn't sell anywhere near as much as all the other, you know, the mm-hmm. now some of the girls that have done so well with books. Mm-hmm. And this girl, you know, Deliciously Ella. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, that's from, what everyone knows. So like, she came from, she comes from a, a great background, yeah, like a yeah. really wealthy background, did so well because she's just in, she's doing what she's meant she's to do on this planet. Thing, yeah. And um, I just remember, you know, being like, why some girls like her and not me and again just because I just wasn't supposed to do that yeah totally and then it took me saying yes to a second book to get the lesson Lizzie <laughs> like I didn't get it the first time around yeah. one had to not so well and we like devote all that time to it and me kill myself trying to make a cookbook it is so hard and then do it again and it- then be like never again it's so funny because everyone's been asking for a book and I've been approached by many people, but everything inside of me goes, no, nah, I'm not clearing it yet. Like, I really, it's wow. like, I'll, I'll do it when I'm ready. When you're ready. And that could be 10 years from now. I like, wow. I, that's one thing that I, my dad okay. as an Aquarius taught me, like, do what you fucking want and you'll see great. And he, yeah. it's hard for him because he had to like give up everything when he had me. He was 18. So he had to become, wow. you know, an insurance broker and like have a real life. But he is like, I have to credit him to being the one who's like, you can do a roller coaster. Let's go. Like you're, you know, like he really taught me how to be fearless about being me in a lot of ways That's and so not cool. no not in, in others ways. exactly yes. with my dad my dad's also an Aquarius also a projector yeah um and was like when everyone goes left you go right uh, like one of the that. good things I got from yeah, yeah one of the very many good things I got yeah. from that and that, like anything with polarity yeah like, they all have their lessons to teach us so and, um when you when was like a pivotal point where you figured out you know what I am a badass and I'm worth what I want to be honest with you, I think it only really started, I had to see it before I believed it in the sense that only when I witnessed myself saying things to people that I couldn't see was of, of value. Mm-hmm. Like when, when things would come out of my mouth that I'm like, I don't even know where this is coming from, but it's really having an effect on people. Then I was like, okay, there's something to this. Like I get this. Um, but before that, again, like we were asking me about being a badass and I'm defaulting straight to work, which is the very thing I'm against with, you know, with what you're here to do. But I think when my last relationship ended because he um, one day just was like super abusive verbally to me. Mm-hmm. And when I just was like, nope, that's that's my low. I'm done. After that, I was single for three weeks until I met my current mm-hmm. partner. And I think that was much more of an inner like I'm a badass of like 
just because I'm willing to not put up with the rabbit. Like, yeah. I've got to be worth something because I'm not lazy, unsexy, da 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 all the stuff that I was basically, like... Being told you were. Yeah. yeah. So that Which he was, like, like just calling me. out your projectorness. Yeah, I was like, he doesn't get that I'm a projector. <laughs> yeah. and they all think la- they all think projectors are lazy, lazy you know? Yeah. Um, but good for so, you. And it's, like, so with manifestation, too. You're like, goodbye, fuck you, and bam, like, this great guy comes. Literally, like, I was single, and I didn't even think about how I was going to find someone who wasn't even interested, whatever, and then just yeah. you know came straight in so that was more like a basis of self-worth and then he was like my my current one was like why do you see how great you are like oh, always he's you know? your vision holder oh so, so you that keep growing too. more and more into it yeah. for him i totally. love that yeah oh, those torrents <laughs> they're, so, they're so earthy, <laughs> so earthy. i know <laughs> wow. the best. um can you talk about how i guess we sort of covered this but like what are your two thoughts on like how someone can kind of find uh, if they have ego in their chart or not, like when they're really supposed in their to chart, welcome their ego. Uh, do you mean ego like the good ego, like yeah, good like, healthy sense of like, ego? Yeah, or if you're not supposed to and you're yeah. getting too like wrapped up in other people's yeah. egos. Yeah. So in human design, ego is literally and just the, the simple definition of ego is like a set of vision of like what you want in the world, like your own wants, your own like this is where I end and the world begins kind of thing. So. In human design, you have 30% of the population that's here to have a strong version of ego. Um, and 70% of the rest of the population aren't supposed to be driven by egoic ones. And what so, are they driven by? Like, what are the things, examples? So people that are not supposed to be driven by ego are literally just supposed to embrace, like, what it is that they love to do and trust that the money and the success and the influence and the power, the impact, whatever else, comes as a byproduct of you doing what you love. I love that. Whereas people who have... Um, and ego said defined ego let's say for example their ego makes them want money it's supposed to be like when they get offered something with money like that's they're supposed to embrace that whereas someone who's not supposed to embrace that is supposed to say well no I'm going to say no to the money just because it's coming up for me now I'm supposed to still just do what I'm what my gut is telling me to do if you're a generator or whatever and just trust that you don't have to think about the money and it'll and it follow will by doing what you love yeah because you and I both have ego we have both we both have ego which means like and this is going to sound weird until I explain it, but like, okay, you want something successful comes, like something that promises you success is supposed to be like, F yes, I'm going yeah. for it, let's do it. <laughs> and the only reason why we think that that's bad as a society is because we think that people, like in the past, people who've wanted to embrace success or embrace money have come with the consciousness of like, well, there's not enough to go around. So if I'm getting it, then that means I'm evil. But with ego, um, you know, we have such bad examples of people who are in the world right now who are like, money hungry which means that they will take from other people like just because you embrace money you would never take from someone you know what i mean so that's what we need to like also break it apart a bit and be like there's more than enough to go around so like embracing it as the first thing that you follow or the thing that follows from what you choose to do first it's all good yeah either way whatever you designed exactly and what would be some famous people who um have in their chart ego and then ones that don't have yes um for example um well tony robbins has a strong ego which means you have to talk about with the Tony Robbins, what you told me, because he's a manifesting generator. He's a manifesting well. generator. Because yeah. I've had clients and friends who go to his things and they're like so pumped. Oh, yeah. And my life has changed. And then two days later, they're like, uh, now what? And like nothing yes. changed. <laughs> so that's the other thing with having ego is that um, because you're motivated by these things, you can very easily infect other people by your level of hunger and motivation, which makes him a great life coach because what happens is he'll get up on a stage and be like, 
basically people will be picking up on his hunger and his, his his motivation so in the moment you're walking away feeling like you're motivated and you've got that motivation and it's your own right but actually all you've done in that moment when you're talking about from a human design perspective from the energetics is you've temporarily become as hungry or as motivated as him because you're open in that area so you've taken it on mm-hmm. and then and it's my projection who won <laughs> yeah so she's like totally open yeah. and then you and then you go home and then it's not really who you are and it's not meant to be who you are that's totally. a good thing yeah and then you might be wondering like okay well why was i motivated when i was there and now i'm so lazy or yeah. whatever it is yeah 70 of the population that doesn't have ego is supposed to feel super motivated sometimes and so unmotivated other times wow. and motivation is supposed to be like this rather than like this which is what someone like tony obviously is experiencing it as yeah. like motivation is a thing that is always yeah. on and it should be on and we should figure out how ways to hack that it's on yeah, yeah. that's just not the case for most people totally so yeah, yeah. it's really fascinating that's because... where human design to me just becomes so beautiful yeah. it's such a key to yourself yeah. it's crazy i know because <laughs> when you can if you're somebody who doesn't have ego and you tap in you're like great cool now i never have to really be like led like how am i going to make my fortune to feed myself or now yeah. i can just really follow my my passion if i'm a generator like now i can just really really only say yes to the things that light me up and that power that worth that authenticity is going to reflect exactly like any you know you say this all the time it's like all these things like money and power and whatever they're just all reflections of where you're at it's not that if you we all think like oh if i don't think about it then it's never going to come to me absolutely not not at all doesn't like you don't have to strategize about it if you're 70 percent of the population you don't even have to think about it like it will just come you just have to be in your your type your worth yeah you just have to unblock decondition it whatever it's not even like a a conscious thing it's like you have to just get rid of like what I like to say is like you just have to get rid of the brakes all right so today what is one thing you'd like to go back and tell your lowest self the most important thing your worth has nothing to do with what you do Mm -hmm. and so what would that look like for you like I think the old me thought that I had to prove my worth the whole entire time and I just was like pedaling underwater you know just basically my whole life wasting yeah it's like wasting so much energy trying to justify like how productive I was what was I you know what was I kind of like looking like on the outside I guess everyone feels that though mm-hmm. uh, but just always trying to prove things with like how much of a hard worker I was or how much of a struggle life had to be in order for me to be successful or for people to think I was successful like I'd almost my old self would have rather have struggled and not had success then found it easy to be successful oh wow yeah I'm the same it was like that as well for me the limiting belief that you picked up, you're still trying to work through today. Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I think the it's uh, it comes back to that Yang thing of like I can be assertive and it's still and it's not unattractive or it's not disgusting. I heard you say on um, Jordan's podcast that was the new oh the new alpha theme. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, so like, talk more. Um, yeah, so in human design, basically in 2027, we're entering into a new world way of doing things, which is so much more about um, letting life come to you, um, being in a more passive, receptive state rather than the kind of active, strategic state that we're in right now. And so, basically, everyone that's alive right now. Um, is is a mix of the two in various different degrees and so um, there are some people that are basically here as bridge people which means that they're here to help people cross over from the old world way of doing things to the new world way of doing things so the new alpha people that have this new alpha female energy inside them are really people who different you know different women have to embody in different ways Um, but they just the new alpha female archetype in general is that one that doesn't 
uh, you know, kowtow to being like aggressive and whatever, but also still being able to be assertive without having to do it in the old masculine way, which mm-hmm. we don't, we literally don't have examples of, you know, who no. that woman is like totally right yeah. now. So we're in that stage of really, you know, yes. doing this against everyone and trying to like, pat- it's like, it's like having a patchwork archetype from like thousands of different people being put together and everyone's em- embodying it in a slightly different way. So for me, I'm just like literally trying to expand by seeing different people and how they embody like the new type of alpha female. For me, the thing that's really hard is like, even if I speak up now or I get a bit too emphatic, I'm like, oh no, I shouldn't have said that. Or like, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's a really big one for me at the moment of like, wow. it's okay to sometimes be annoyed or be angry or be yeah. whatever. Like, whereas I still have such a judgment over that. Oh, I love that, that you're still... Uh chipping away oh I think until the day literally until the day we die we're not done like there's always more and every time I kind of think of it like a game boy like every time you think you've like won one level you're like shit Uh, I'm at level two and it feels like right at the beginning again but even though I'm at a new level it feels like I've start have to start from the beginning same I'm exactly there too I know this again I'm like like, can I just you know I saw the movie last night. I was uh, I worked so much yesterday that I needed to do something to just totally zone out. I was too in it that um, I went to go see what is it called? I think I'm pretty or I'm pretty. Oh, I feel pretty. I'm dying. I feel pretty. Yeah, because I knew it was gonna be like such a good model for manifestation, and it was. It was like I really encourage. It's such a silly. I'm not a big like slapstick silly funny person, but it is such a good model for pure magnetism is literally just owning your true pure essence and confidence is more magnetic than any possible physical exterior internal I mean and so in that it was really beautiful to see that whole uh it was like I what I guess I took away when I walked away I was like why can't I just be at the level of where she was when she got like into the you know like had sort of the concussion and went to being her most confident person ever but it is it's just like layer after there's just layers there's layers when you but I think and in general I haven't seen the movie but I think Amy Schumer in general is someone who really is so she's just so authentic so that's it yeah like whatever she's done is like I talk She's about one of those it people. Do you? Like, I see it. There's a few of them that are like this. Like, Jennifer Lawrence is like that. And Angelina I've, You've Jolie, said those two to me, yeah. Yeah, are very much like that. Gabby Hoffman's one of those. That is. So she was the youngest daughter in Transparent. I don't know if you watched no. that. Um, and she was in Girls. She was like the wacky sister. Oh. And whatever. And she's like super herself. And yeah. I like to use her as an example. Um, Amy Schumer, sort of. Amy Schumer's still pretty mainstream pretty yeah. in a way. You know, even though she's not like the quintessential yeah. whatever starlet boy. Yeah. that like who's trying to compare themselves to but uh gabby hoffman like really is authentic in her wow. appearance her look and just total feminism i guess That's that cool. way yeah. where the commonalities that they all really share is they're unapologetically mm. authentic and detached from needing other people's approval it's so it's so magnetic it's, it's crazy so, magnetic. Yeah. so that movie is like no exception i need to see it you do go through phases where i think like again like you obviously never done but it's like you sometimes like get a taste of that you know what I mean and what that could be in you and those are the things that like other beacons that go like okay I can get there because I've been that it's like a hint yeah yeah I actually just watched Teal Swans uh I don't know if you've seen it her I've like seen all her videos I've probably seen this on this so good Uh, you introduced her to me I hadn't yeah I had never heard of her I actually would see in um 
some of the unblockings people would comment for reparenting. Like I saw Teal Swan as my mom, oh, wow. and I was like, who's who? And a who's named Teal Swan? Yeah, <laughs> I, I like, know, right? This person. Yeah. Um, and then B, people kept saying that a lot of our theories are very similar wow. or teachings, even though I think she goes integrates way deeper into the psychology is really yeah. magical. But when I finally tuned into her, I was like, I love period what I she's know. up to with all of the backgrounds and the videos. So cool. Amazing. I know. But um, she had this great video on menstruation and periods and like how to heal if you are having PM. And it was just so beautiful really? about like all of the old traditions of um, what women would like. One thing she said that really struck out to me and made me actually go buy a moon cup was she was like, because she has the extra sensory of some yeah. frequencies. And she was like, looking at um, period blood is so, she was like, it's like the equivalent of looking at breast milk. Oh, on yes, a yes, level. yes, yes. It's so powerful. Yeah. She's like, and you're throwing She's like, we throw trash. that shit away. <laughs> yeah. I remember that video. <laughs> so it was really fascinating to yeah. have that different. I mean, I've heard a lot of elements before mm. that were in her video, but it really hammered it home. And she's so strong. Yeah. That it was like, very fascinating that totally yeah this is a systematic issue that massively and it's i think it's so connected to the witchy thing too because yeah. you know when women would have periods at the same time they'd go off and sink and then go into their huts i do want a hut i want to be away from max when i'm yeah. having those different cycle phases i just want to be alone it's that natural inclination mm-hmm. i think that's why it makes you crabby then you know like cause yeah it's like okay no one get near me because no one's supposed to be near me totally like, you know. and i'm not supposed to be in society right now i'm yeah. supposed to be inward and oh yeah. we could go on forever <laughs> it was a good video that's its own rabbit hole for sure we have to remember to link that um what's the most kismet thing you've ever manifested oh wow god i would say well because i'm i'm a passive manifester so i don't ever really think about what it is that i want um I think literally manifesting a career that I never, like only my young, dreamiest self would have been even given herself license to dream of. Like totally. if if you told me two years ago or even a year and a half ago, like you should, you could be where you are now. Like there's no way that mm. I just, I like, yeah, there's I no way. Like, I hope that's the most expanding comment anybody hears. I, yeah, I just couldn't ever, ever think that, that this would be my life now. Like I, yeah. You're so in your flow, too. It's really magical. Um, okay, so these are kind of flash questions for okay. each of the types. Uh, okay. That you'll give, like, flash answers on. What are the best travel tips for each type? Or, like, where to travel, how to travel? Um, so what you want to look at, actually, is your G-Center, which is that kind of diamond one in the middle of your chart. Um, if that one is open, you're a really good person who can travel basically anywhere in the world. Wow. If you have that one colored in yellow, um, you have to be a little bit more specific. And unfortunately, or fortunately, you're not someone who can just pick up and go anywhere and see the world and do the things and all this kind of stuff. Because for you, it's so much more about um, you selecting and curating your environment rather than being that go with the flow person. So that's like a big area where I had FOMO, for example. Everyone's pulling out their phones to look. <laughs> That's them, I love it. <laughs> um, so that's a good sign, yeah, I guess. It's yeah. like we're giving valuable information. Um, but I always kind of like had envy when I was younger of like, you know, even now, like when I see people on Instagram, like make like, you know, we'll give it all up and we'll go to travel the world for a year or whatever. That could just never be never me. Never be me. Yeah, yeah I could, I could never just survive. never do that. So um, it's about the G-Cent is, is, is a big one. Um, but also um, as a projector, I would say any type of travel, vacations, whatever has to be centered around actually relaxing on vacation yeah. rather than like going on an activity vacation. Or, and the same for reflectors. It's like 
the worst thing you want to do is go on like you know a camping trip or a hiking trip or a discovery trip or any of those type of things those are probably the worst i'm the same yeah uh, as a projector i've always been like oh fuck no (laughs) yeah sounds like a job yeah yeah can't do that um, and then there's so many other specifics in someone's chart that will say, for example, whether they need a structured type of holiday versus a non-structured type of holiday, where you like pre-plan everything and have your itinerary versus don't. Wow. Um, so yeah, but just based on your energy, if you're a non-energy type, definitely don't travel somewhere where it's going to be a lot of output. Because so projector, reflector, but the other, um, the others can the others much. can do if that's what they want to do. Again, yeah. like you have to check with whether that's something that actually lights you up or versus or getting the, the command to go and that kind of stuff. Yeah. How what what in the chart determines uh, how each one builds their self esteem? Um. God, that's a, such a layered question. It um, is. Yeah. How they build their self esteem, I guess really comes back to um how close you can kind of like reach for your real design like your real self right so the further away it's literally as simple as the further you get away from feeling like you the more self-esteem issues you have because it's a it's that disparity between the soul the underneath and the and the body us when when energetically what's happening is that the soul is always communicating one thing and then the body self is communicating another and when those two things are not in a lot when they're not together when it's mixed messaging for the universe the universe doesn't ever really know how to help you because it's saying soul knows it wants money but body has so much judgment over that so i'm trying to send you money but i don't know what to send you yeah yeah yeah. so it's the same thing of like your self-esteem is always going to be bad because there's not going to be that togetherness when you're just living further and further away from all the different layers of what is in your design i love that and i really firmly believe that we're uh what is it it's like uh they'll say often like we're we have a spirit and i don't believe that i believe we're a spirit with a body like it's like that comes first before but this is just a human suit that we're all playing around and everyone knows that feeling of like you know when you just feel like like when there's that feeling underneath of like i'm just not me like i just don't feel like me totally betraying betraying that's that's basically in human design that's what gives us that low self-esteem because we're like we know where we could like the soul knows where it wants to be and the body just isn't there and so we're like betraying ourselves i love that and anybody can tap in and feel that and understand that um how does how would each type benefit from knowing how to deal with rejection Ooh, like you want to like talk about relationships here? Just anything, like anything that, uh, you know, not being seen, uh, mm-hmm. not being good enough, not like any time that you feel rejected in yeah. the smallest or the biggest capacity, whether if it's even something on Instagram that triggers you that you're yeah. not good enough. Or... Um, so with manifestors, one of the biggest things I would say is that they do have, and this is here to help them in there with their cause, with manifesting their lives and whatever, um, they do have a selective aura, which basically means that they will draw towards them the people that are supposed to be on their train and they will keep away or life will keep away for you. The people that just don't get you, don't understand what it is you're about, don't want to get on your train. Their lives are going here and you're going there. It's just the way that there's like that mechanism just naturally works when you're living according to your design. So manifestors often really fear... Trump's a really good example of that. Exactly. He's a great example. He's a great example of it. Like he's doing what he's doing and people who really get him are like getting on on his train. Yeah. Yeah. And who don't just are so polarized by it. Exactly. So he's an extreme example because he's really like people love, love, love or hate, hate, hate. But there's always that... There's always that mixture of really getting it or really not getting it in manifestors. And so manifestors with rejection, I would actually say like you need to reframe, reframe the rejection of like 
that's actually Protection. the universe helping you. Yeah. And that's a good sign because the more reactions you get from people, not always negative, but just the ability to tune into what the way people are reacting to what you're doing is actually a really good thing because it means you're living your design. It means you're actually being your biggest, most powerful, most impactful self. Awesome. So rejection for a manifesto is like, great, yes. let's do it. Like, I'm, I'm living, you see know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. You reject me, that's cool. Bless you, you're yeah, on your path you. and yeah. see you. Um, and then with projectors, um, you know, the one time where they really will, you can use rejection as a fuel or a, as a self-awareness tool of like, what part of me getting that rejection was me trying to push myself to try and get, get seen out of that because a rejection, if someone doesn't, if someone doesn't see, let's say, let's take you for an example, right? If someone says to you, well, I don't think that what you're doing is like, um, right or good or whatever you'd or be like that's real. fine yeah. yeah you'd be like that's fine but if you've been trying to look for that person to validate it and then they said that that would hurt it's so crushing. much more yeah so it's about like with the projector it's so much about like being like that where's how much of that was my need to feel seen yeah and how can I like remove that again and how can I just see myself and believe in myself stay on my path and yeah. wait for the invitation recognize myself yeah which is the hardest thing for projectors to do and then Generators and manifesting generators um, need to start prioritizing the fact that actually, because what they all do is they abandon their own preferences from from day one, right, mm-hmm. in order to do things for other people. So rejection is actually you're not doing my agenda versus, oh, hold on a second, my agenda, my own agenda, if I'm a generator or a manifesting generator, is my compass from the, from the divine showing me where to go. So I have to stop abandoning that and giving away the preference to someone else's thing, right? Yeah. So anytime a generator or a manifesting generator experiences rejection, it's like, oh, that's a sign that I need to take my preferences out to lunch again. Mm-hmm. I okay. need to I need to like where did I not listen to those yeah because if I'm telling you that you have the power to reject me that means that your agenda is more important than mine yeah and it isn't I love that and then reflect and then reflectors hey if you're reflect if you're rejecting me you're rejecting yourself yes. like you got me you need to go look at that honey like <laughs> I'm just like if I'm here and I'm just like, like, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> that's your that's your stuff uh and I think they're really good like the few that I know are pretty like not that they're spacey, they're just so magical that yeah. I don't they don't seem to get affected that much by other people if they're yeah. if they're in their power a little bit. Yeah. Um quick tips for the ideal resting situation for each type, which we kind of yes. covered. Yes. But like what are those just in a, a quick Yes. So well, okay, rest in itself and self-care looks obviously so different and it is just based on I think like everyone's just feel okay to kind of do it the way they need to do it. Like, and they like it. And they like it. It's yeah. it is that simple as well. But um, you know, with projectors and reflectors, they need rest because work actually tires them out. Even if they love what they do, work does take stuff out of them because you don't create your own life force. So you're always borrowing on other people. So right now we're, we're borrowing off these, yeah. these guys. Exactly. Yeah. So um, with us, rest is not this kind of like beautiful indulgence. It's actually like something that you have to do to literally make sure that when you are on, you're more effective. Mm-hmm. It literally will make your work time less good if you don't do the rest. Right. Um, and with manifestors, they have to understand that it's okay to kind of rest in between getting uh, just to spontaneously just go do things. So they have to understand that their engine like revs and stops and revs and stops and revs and stops. So in, the, in between the revving, they have to just rest and wait for the next rev to come. 
And then with generators and manifesting generators, you know, do whatever resty self-care things you really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Like really tune in. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, I should now do meditation because everyone's doing it. Or I should now, you know, take a bath. Yeah. Like. And you would say the same for all the types, right? Like don't buy into all the stigma that's going on. Like what actually feels good? Is it eating bonbons and watching a movie? Fucking do that. Yeah. A thousand percent. Like that could be self-care just the same. Like I'm so not into that stuff anyway like that checklist of anything that felt like a spiritual checklist that I had to abide by in order to qualify as like a spiritual enough person I'm like I can't yeah I just don't even make me look at it anymore like I can't yeah yeah this isn't gonna (laughs) this isn't gonna work yeah um okay cool that's really beautiful now can you tell us more about the project that's coming out which I know we covered in uh in the video but I really think it's so important for people to access this information and really understand how to decondition themselves so they can be in their type yeah well I just I was getting so many um I was getting so many requests from people of like I'm trying to find more information out online and I don't know where to go and it's also confusing or it doesn't sound right to me and it doesn't ring true and it's people just you know google is so wide and so you know so many different opinions on there um that I basically was like if I was first starting to learn human design and I didn't have a disability that I have to basically download it what would I like to just give it to me in one nutshell because I'm a very impatient learner I don't like to kind of like pull from so many I just want someone to give it to me give it to me super clear so I was like I would love to access more people and get through to do more readings of people so what I was what I was coming to the conclusion of is it wouldn't it be great if I did a general reading for a generator a manifesting generator a reflector a projector and a manifester that wouldn't you know without going into the specifics of who you are if we if I can't read for you you can at least learn the basics of what it means to be your energy type and then you can like you know get the one for your projector husband and then you can make sense of how you guys work so differently and you can listen to and accept each other more yeah and your children that's the huge thing the big one like the more friends of mine that reach out about human design stuff and they're like we can't get in with jenna i'm like wait until the things come out because they're also in fact i have a friend who's like i'm actually really afraid of how to be a mother for my manifesting son like he literally will run out into the street and i don't know what to do with this kid but he's so magical and I don't want to ruin this yeah. magic that he has. Wow. So I think it's going to be so beneficial for parents yeah. to learn how to parent their children. Totally. And it, it will just, I mean, after that, we will do a specific one for parenting and there awesome. is a specific one on diet and food coming out as well. Great. Um, but the, the basic, the first five are just, um, will be just like, this is a general reading for you for being a generator. This is what it's about so that you can understand yourself more you know just on a general level and if even if you never delve into anything else of your human design just knowing the way you're supposed to literally just exchange energy with the world around you if you can truly implement that to all the the max level that it can be implemented to is life-changing and where will they be able to find that on the site uh just on my website jennazoe.com yeah and also for the people who are just tuning in and have never really heard what human design (laughs) is uh you like definitely check out jenna's instagram because you're so generous already with so much of the information you give about like dieting eating yeah. uh, you know everything like workout sexuality I mean yeah. you have such great tips already on there so yeah it's so accessible. <laughs> my other half jokes are with me all the time though because um he's always like no more essays like don't stop like writing essays. <laughs> people love them he's like just say having a good time in LA I'm like yeah, no yeah. like that's no value add like yeah. my whole thing now is like you know the way that you live a good life is by providing more value than than you're receiving I think you know? so, too. so I think like uh, you know just don't 
and that's how come like we wanted to take things on a much bigger scale rather than just one-on-one sessions because it's like no there's so much more value they can get even out of these conversations there's already so much more integration and value totally totally so i'm glad well thank you you for being my first thank you lacy this is so much fun yes and thank you to lila and shannon who are here who have like been powering us up yeah thanks for for lending us your energy Thank you so much for tuning into the episode and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, we did. And in case you're not totally ready to join the pathway yet, I wanted to share a few of our free offerings that I'll often suggest to people as a little bit of a blueprint to get them started on their manifestation journey. The first place I like to direct people completely for free is the motivation. You can see it linked below or on our homepage as our testimony library. And it's categorized by different subjects, whether you're calling in career, money, love, wellness, and much more. When you're reading about a member's experience of what they manifested, you're actually seeing to believe and showing your subconscious that that very thing is possible for you. The second place I like to direct people is to the free clarity exercise, which is also linked below. In it, you get to try our own unique hypnosis process, learn about the science and some journaling prompts. And the best part about this, you'll get a tiny taste of what it's like to go into your hypnotic state, bring your subconscious forward and create new neural pathways while receiving clarity. And the third thing, if you haven't listened to it on this podcast yet, please go back to the episode titled Manifestation 101, where you'll learn the basics of neural manifestation to truly understand this process. So go ahead and check out those free resources, the motivation, the free clarity exercise, and the episode Manifestation 101, all linked below. And in an effort to make sure to have representation in this process series, go ahead and submit any process testimonials you have, especially to our LGBTQ plus community, our BIPOC, as well as the WISE, which is anyone in the community who is 45 and over. All right, we'll be back next week.